The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Now that's what I call a sticky situation. See what I did there? Uh, hey, remember that? Remember that South Park episode? Which which one? Oh, this is this goes back to like season three. I think it was called like City on the Edge of Forever, where they're recounting all of their previous episodes while they're on a bus that's about to fall over a cliff, and every story oh, every yeah. story ends with. Now that's what I call a sticky, well, sticky situa- situation. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, Man, I think that's an old one. I think my favorite part was when they were. Um, talking about that monster what what was the monster's name scuzzlebutt was that it scuttlebutt i can't even remember i think it was scuzzlebutt scuzzlebutt okay and originally in the first episode where they talked about him they said he had the leg of patrick duffy yes yeah so in that story they said it was patrick duffy but then in this episode they changed they couldn't remember properly they changed it to brett musburger (laughs) was it the leg was it the leg of patrick duffy no patrick duffy was the leg he was literally upside, right. literally upside down, and right. he says, "Hi, kids. I'm TV's Patrick Duffy." Patrick Duffy, Duffy right? <laughs> <laughs> and then in this episode, he says, "They say, hi, kids. I'm TV's Brett Musburger." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh man, that was that was so good. That was, yeah. you know, and that, and that reminded me. Last night, I saw those. I still have the two episodes of uh, South Park from the pandemic on my DVR, and I was not going to watch them until the pandemic was basically over because I didn't want to be reminded of it. And now I'm like, hey, I can go back and watch it. That's right. And the most important part of that is that it will clear space on my DVR. There you go. You know? You desperately need to clear that space. Well, listen, I mean, I need... I only have... For Bond films and Who's Line, right? Obviously. I mean, I only have have 50% of the space left. That's I, I, not acceptable. No, no, not at all. <laughs> what, what is this, amateur night? <laughs> Let's get in the game here. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Speaking of getting in the game, welcome to How You Play the Game. Oh, oh the French. Uh, uh-huh. uh, official sportsman, uh, official podcast. I can't even talk. Hold on. Let me have Let me have a little bit more of my medicine. Hold on. Oh, it's better. Daddy's fine now. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to how you play. The, are you going to edit this out? No, you're not. No, no, because no, we're rated M for immature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to how you play the game, the official podcast of the Yosef Foundation. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of June. The year is 2021. Thanks for being with us. Um, and uh, what else? Oh. Check us out online at uh, osafoundation.org or on social media at facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. And of course, you can contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org if you've ever ever liked to submit your story of sportsmanship or send us something you'd like to talk about. Who knows? We may even invite you to be on the show. Across the way from me on the screen, as always, is our producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? Can I just let me tell you? These cicadas out here. 
are so loud. Oh my God, yes. You, I, I, for those of you who don't live in the mid-Atlantic region or northeast region right now, you walk outside and it's like a thousand lawnmowers are going at once. Yeah. And you can't hear you can't hear someone speaking to you from like twelve feet away. It's so loud, and they're everywhere. And they they say they don't attack you, but I don't believe it because I had one after rehearsal last week. I had one accost me in the parking lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I had <laughs> that like... happen. I had that happen on the golf course. There, I, I mean, they're they're they're. At, it's like, do you want my wallet? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I take my wallet out. Are you? Here. Being... I'm, I'm throwing my phone. I'm throwing my wallet at it. He you're being it. you're being mugged by cicadas. Yeah, that's it's. They're following me around and they're they're loud. Yeah. So when they get on your screen, so they get on my screen door. Right. You flick them off, and they literally go, ah! like they <laughs> they yell, they yell and scream. It's like freaking me out yeah and i can't i can only take so much more of this oh yeah you know the, the, the year that the pandemic is finally coming we're, we're finally winding down and now we've got cicadas this swarm yeah what's we're, next locusts well we were we did have the murder hornets briefly right yeah so. that was on the west coast though oh see i can't i don't even know where i am sometimes so yeah so anyway, yeah, I, I when we were golfing, they would attack. You'd find mm -hmm. dead ones on the ground. You're like, you're, you go and to, you don't know which ones are dead and which ones no. are alive. You, you go to like chip your ball out of the rough, and you're like, what? What is? Oh God! Oh God! Son of a oh, man! All right. And they come out, and they come out every 17 years. It's actually yeah. kind of fascinating. So they like they mate for six weeks. They go in the ground. They feed off of tree sap as larvae for 17 years, and then they come up 17 years later and do the whole thing over again and there's yeah. different broods there's like 20 i think 15 or 20 different broods all across the eastern united states and it's it's fascinating from like from 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 afar yeah. In. <laughs> yeah but when it, but when you're in the middle of it they're just hitting my windshield and i wonder if they over them it's funny because if they're if it's 17 years that means they can drive yeah you know and so they it, might as well because they try to get inside my car oh and they're hitting your car so right, so they might as well be behind the wheel well you know what you know that the insurance companies are looking at it like hey no, more customers and then they're hitting right. cars and they're like oh never mind you know <laughs> okay we're not paying out claims what is this amateur night <laughs> let's get in the game here all right um speaking of which well, yeah. you play the game the <laughs> official podcast of the osip let me let me let me drink more hold on okay i'm good all right this water is making like, me thirsty it's like that episode of star trek where they keep going back in time it's like that episode of these... c lab 2021 oh, yeah, right. <laughs> do you want the mustache on or off off too bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one person is going to get that joke. And I don't even know if they're listening to the podcast. So hey, it's fine. That's fine. So anyway, here we are. Um, we want to talk about something that's uh, going on in baseball right now. And that is the, uh, the crackdown on the sticky substances with pitchers. And basically, if you're not familiar with this. So in the rule book, it says that pitchers are not allowed to use any sort of substance or foreign object or anything to 
um, mark the baseball in order to gain a competitive competitive advantage. Um, you know, they're allowed to use rosin, obviously, which is, the, you know, why you have the rosin bag behind the, the mound. And, you know, pitchers will pick it up and get the rosin on their hands so that, you know, it kind of gets rid of the sweat and the moisture and, uh, you know, they grip the ball better. And then you also see things like, uh, you know, pitchers, they go to the mouth to uh, clean their hand and then they wipe it off and all that, you know, that garbage. And then, oh, and the other thing is that, you know, on cold days, pitchers will check with the home plate umpire. Hey, I can, can I blow in my hand? And they're just like, yeah, fine. Go ahead. You know, as long as you blow, you blow into your hand to get it warm and then you wipe it off. They, they could not care less. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine, you know, like that's that's all well and good. Well, for the longest time, as far as, you know, I can remember anyway, and I'm more on the young side, um, you know, pitchers have very quietly used foreign substances in a very, very hidden way to gain more of a grip on the baseball. Uh, you kind of see it a little bit with uh, some sunscreen, maybe a little bit of pine tar, a mixture thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they they have these t- different tacky substances that have different brand names that they use and whatnot, and they hide them on their body somewhere. Um, you know, it's not like the old uh, Necro days where you've got an emery board in your back pocket and you're scuffing the baseball with that. You know, it's not like the naked gun where Leslie Nielsen takes the pitcher's cap off and he's got mm. a thing of Vaseline in there. And he's just like, yeah, that's normal. You know, um, you know, it's, the, but, but the reason that they do it is because they want a better grip on the baseball. And for those of you who don't know uh, the baseballs that are used in major league baseball are wound in a way where the seams are not as raised as other baseballs that are manufactured hmm. uh if you if you compare uh a baseball that you know like a major league baseball now to something that we use in high school baseball for example you'll you'll be able to feel the difference as the seams feel different on the high school baseball and it actually gives you a, you know a little bit better of a grip and whatnot and you know in major leagues in the major leagues they don't have that as much um you know, and there have been a number of different uh, news articles and discussions over the years about this. You know, they used it's, to use um, Rawlings, right? Yeah, yeah, and they used like, they used to use like the Mississippi mud, which they would get out of like the Delaware River, and and mm-hmm. use that to get rid of some of the sheen and you know and the slickness of it. You know, and I mean, we could we could opine for a while on the history of what the baseballs have. Uh, had to endure for these purposes. Pretty but, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you may. Re- I mean, I think the the biggest one from our lifetime was the Michael Pineda incident, where he was pitching against the Red Sox for the Yankees, and he had pine tar on his neck, and they ejected him for it. Mm. And the idea was basically, you know, they they were saying, you know, that you know they came out and said, listen, we understand that you know pitchers have been kind of doing this, but when you make it that blatant, we have to say something. Right. Um, you know, that's what that was the red what the Red Sox said. And that led into a discussion about it. And the discussion was basically this pitchers for a long time now admit that they have been using some sort of substance like that to get a grip on the baseball for better control, not not necessarily for an advantage, so to speak, if you really want to you know, look at the specific nature of the definition of advantage. Mm-hmm. But, for example, Al Leiter said he would keep a little bit of pine tar on the inside of his belt, you know, where, where you're not going to see it. 
and he would go to it when needed just because he wanted better control of the baseball. And the, and the, the opposing argument, or I guess it's a corresponding argument, is that hitters would feel, you know, if it's going to make you more accurate, which means that you're not going to lose control and it's going to come up and hit me in the head, we're not going to say anything. You know, batters have basically said for the longest time, very, you know, succinctly, if if you using this foreign substance significantly decreases the chances that the ball will slip out of your hand and injure me as I'm in the box, do what you got to do, you know, because we have, you know, the, the, the numbers have been pretty stable for the longest time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, batting averages and home runs and things like that. I mean, for, except with the exception of obviously the steroids and the performing enhancing drugs and whatnot up until the modern day. Now, it's been kind of status quo, you know, so so pitchers have used that and they've been you know successful with it. And it's been what it's been. OK, so now Major League Baseball is cracking down on it. And the reason that they're cracking down on it now is because offense in the game is down significantly the number of strikeouts are up run production is down it's just not an offensive game anymore um Hmm. and and there's you know basically what they're trying to argue is that now we have to get rid of those substances so that we bring the pitchers kind of back down to earth so that the offense goes up and you know, some people are saying, well, the hitters are saying, hey, you're, you know, you're cheating us. You're, you're not giving us a chance to, to hit because of this and whatnot. You're, you're gaining an illegal advantage. And in my opinion, and again, I say this is my opinion, I understand the nature of, of obeying the law here, okay? But the argument is flawed because for the longest time, the hitters said it's not a problem. And now that the hitters are striking out and the offense is down, now the hitters are saying it is a problem. And to me, where where you find the issue is because the approach to hitting is now the three true outcomes. You know, hitters are striking out, walking, and hitting home runs. And that's it. That's why offense is down, in my opinion. It doesn't have anything with uh, in, in a very general macro point of view. It has less to do with the sticky substances and more to do with the approach that hitters use when they go up to the plate. Okay. Okay. It's more about the fact that they're swinging for the fences and they don't put the ball in play rather than the fact that the spin rate of some of these pitchers uh, breaking pitches is so ridiculously high. And they think that that's what gives them the advantage. So I I say, I, I think it's important to discuss this because you know, sportsmanship looks at this and says, well, you're cheating because you're using a foreign substance. You're breaking the rule. But we have to go back and look at it and say, why were we breaking the rule? And what was the context of that rule being broken? And how has that changed now? That doesn't necessarily make it right. And I'm not trying to say that we need to allow for sticky substances to be used or anything like that. I think that's a discussion to be had. But why are we suddenly blaming all of this on a rule that we have allowed to be broken for the longest time? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, and I guess, the, I guess the question then becomes, well, what, if we're going to take the sicky substances out, 
and ob- obey the rule, which, which again, from a very pure standpoint, I have no problem with that. Okay. And, and, and for as someone who promotes sportsmanship, you would think that I would want the sticky substances out. Okay. Uh, the foreign, you know, the, the, the advantages that you're not supposed to be getting should not be there. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this, but we have, we, we can't just deny the fact that we have allowed it for the longest time. And the hitters who were the ones who were supposed to be at the disadvantage have said, it's okay. So, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's more than just a rules now has been broken. We're, we're, we're catching people now. We're trying to crack down on it. You know? Yeah. I mean, if, if, well, my, 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 the thing that I'm wondering is that, you know, if I know it's, you're going against the rules by adding a foreign substance right so right. and everyone's doing it um which is not the greatest of no it's you not know, the greatest of arguments cause exactly if someone if your friend jumps off a bridge are you going to yeah well probably well, it depends, depends how water deep the water is right it depends on which bridge you know right so um if it's know, the I, golden gate bridge and you're it's the end of a view to a kill it's a different no. story yeah but if it's you know the bridge over the seventh hole at a putt putt yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's two feet yeah um you know my my argument is why isn't the rosin enough that's like, a great question like like what because rosin is used by I mean, gymnasts use rosin, violinists use rosin, string players use rosin on their bows. Right. And I mean, is it because, is it to counteract the sweat? Yes. Yes. The the rosin is there to eliminate moisture. Okay. And and hopefully give them a better grip. So then you get something that, applies to everyone right that's what rules are right so if everyone's allowed the rosin and the rosin is sticky or maybe it needs to be a better kind of rosin or maybe it needs to be a more concentrated form of rosin if if that's the issue but make it available to everyone then right right don't just make it just because when you give people the option of you know of or not option but when you when you give people different pitchers leeway and i use that in the broadest sense of the term to use a foreign substance without it being an issue at what point does it go too far right like what like okay putting a little put a little pine tar in the back of your belt or put it on your uniform on your neck and like but like okay but what at what point does it become too much yeah and and you have to ask this question like it's either everyone is allowed to use it or no one is allowed to use it like to me like i don't if the argument is that batters appreciate the fact that pitchers have more control to save them physically from harm and it hurts like all hell to get hit by you know a 90 mile an hour fastball okay 
then maybe there should then there's a bigger question here and the bigger question is let's examine the rosin itself and determine why isn't this enough you know why isn't the rosin enough why do they have to add extra why do they have to add extra substance Mm -hmm. to an already sticky substance that's used to for control anyway well, I think you know the I, mean? ro- I think the rosin is not meant to be sticky. I think I think what the rosin is meant to do is to eliminate the moisture, kind of in the same way that you would just by like drying your hands. And it does and and it doesn't necessarily make things sticky. I think. Um, well, if you coat enough of it on, yeah. I mean that's that. I mean that's you know that that's that's why there's different types of rosins for different types of you know string instruments right like you have violin rosin which is not as strong as cello rosin or double bass rosin now that rosin is a solid is it not solid but it becomes a powder okay you rub it on okay right so you 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 it's it's tree sap essentially right right? hardened tree sap and you rub it on and the 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 rosin turns white because it gets powdery and it gets onto your bow right in the same way that a powdery substance would be used if an if concentrated enough could be sticky okay i see what you're saying so so what i'm saying is like maybe the rosin itself needs to be examined and if if the pitchers are using a a a substance to supplement the rosin then the rosin is obviously not enough Mm -hmm. and something needs to be done about the rosin so the idea is that we can fix this simply by examining the substance that is legal yeah. and just saying, listen, guys, we're, we're not doing the sticky stuff anymore, but we will we'll meet you halfway and have, you know, hey, they've got scientists looking into baseballs all the time with, with you know, right. how live or dead the ball is and how far it travels and this. You know, why can't we be looking at the substance itself that's yeah. legal and saying, well, what do we do? Can we adjust this? Yeah, and I think you know? I think I think a you know common ground can be reached that way where, you know, the pitchers are like, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll you know we can work with stronger rosin, and yeah. if everyone has the same rosin, because I here's the other thing too, right? And this is this is a problem too, but some people perspire more yeah than others, so they use more. I mean, I guess the question then I guess you could use more rosin yeah <laughs> to cover that up, but. You know, I, I just feel like there's there's got to be a better way than, the, you know, which they're doing, I guess, is banning the um, the uh, sticky substance, whatever it might be. I think that like one's called like spider tack and, you know, again, I'm not going to go through all the brand names and whatnot, but we all know that pine tar. Spider-Man? Exactly. Listen, <laughs> listen, if, if spider tack would be a lot, would allow us to become Spider-Man, we have a whole different story on our hands. It'd be like having a baseball team full of superheroes. Can you imagine a game like that? That's the old Bill Engvall bit where he, where he says, can you, you know, someone says to him, can you imagine that if Jesus played baseball, he'd be the greatest baseball player ever? And he responds to that person by saying, can you imagine that if Babe Ruth was the Messiah, all Catholics would have hot dogs and beer at communion? And that guy left. That might be <laughs> enough for me to get back. Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking light beer or, you know, like, like if the blood of Christ is Miller Lite, 
I don't know if that's enough. Okay. <laughs> that guy must have been wasted it's 24 7. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the answer is yes, he was, you know. <laughs> but I think going back to, to your point that, you know, the, the controlled, well, controlled substance, I guess it's, I guess, illegal substance, really. Um, it's fair to crack down on it so long as there's something else to kind of soften the blow. Yeah. And I think the rosin needs to be examined. And it is a fair point that batters make that they don't want to get hit. No, I but, agree with that. Yeah. But 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 then you said, well, if they're not hitting, right. <laughs> if they're not if they're not producing, then they're complaining. Right. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's almost like the batters are becoming woke. Right. You know, and you just <laughs> want to be like, can you can you knock it off for a second? I mean, you can't you can't talk about that when you go up there and swing and miss at three pitches that were out of the strike zone. Why don't you learn to recognize the curveball or the slider in the dirt and then hold up? Can you do that right. for me? You know, like that's, you, you know, I, I know, I know a breaking ball when I see one. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I can hit it, but I can recognize it. Okay. <laughs> I've played enough baseball. And you've umpired enough games where you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. You pick up that spin right away, you know, work on the fat, work on the communication between your eyes and your brain and your hands. Mm -hmm. You know, at that point, stop guessing so much, you know, come up right. with a different game plan for crying out loud. Right. You know, just because just because you're, you know, six, five and muscular doesn't mean that you have to swing for the fences for everything. Jeez. Yeah. You know, that sort of has become the mentality. And, you know, like everyone wants to be the hero. Yeah. And it's just you're not going <laughs> to you're not going to get far. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty. I mean, we, I've been saying this, and I think a couple of other people have been saying this in the broadcast realms and whatnot. Nothing good ever comes from a strikeout. If you put the ball in play, you at least have a shot that the defense can make an error. You know, right. put the ball in play. You don't know what's going to happen. Look at look at some of the recent games where you know the Phillies walked off. Um, you know, where you just put the ball in play and stuff happens. You know, right. so so. That's that's all all it takes. People miss fly balls all the time. <laughs> a, a, a ground ball, you know, two feet to the right is the difference between, you know, uh, an out at the plate and a game tying or a game winning run at the plate. Mm -hmm. You know, because because you you've basically said, hey, I'm you know I'm forcing you to make a play. Yeah. You know, make force the defense to to make the play because there it's not a one hundred percent guarantee that they'll make it. Mm -hmm. So. I, I just, I, in, in terms of sportsmanship, I really, I, I guess maybe I have an issue with people coming down on the foreign substances the way that they kind of have, you know, in general, without considering all these other aspects of it, which is kind of what we've done in a lot of ways through our sure. organization is to say, when, we, when we're making these arguments, we are completely negating some of the stuff that we once argued or that we once considered or, mm -hmm. you know, just, just to get on the, the, you know, the bandwagon of a particular opinion or an issue right now. And I, I, I distinctly remember what the, the discussions that were occurring back when Michael Pineda, you know, used pine tar. So, so, and, and this is not, this, all of these conversations were happening, you know, where batters were saying, just don't make it blatant. 
you know, and now they're saying now Badger's saying, oh, you can't do it at all because we can't hit like, no, 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 yeah, no, right. no, no, that does. That's not going to fly here. Mm-hmm. OK, but, you know, you much in the same way that we're that I don't think we need to legislate the defensive uh, defense with the shift. Come up with a different plan. You know, don't 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 complain about it and demand action be taken. You you adjust. Right. You know, that's called you know what that's called life. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. That's just the gas. That's yeah, <laughs> sorry. 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 All right. Well, did we do everything we need to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's easy. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, I got nothing else. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Yes. Yeah. Succinct conversation, but I yeah. think it it uh it's good because it can apply to a lot of different things. Well, yeah, you know, we, I mean, we, 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 we seem to be living in this culture now where when a problem exists, you know, when a problem comes along, you must whip it, you know, but it's more <laughs> of, ah, it's more of when a problem comes along, it's not my fault. You have to change for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's not how everything works. You know, no. there now, now, now it's not to say that there aren't injustices where we, where we do need to make that change. Okay, but not everything falls into that category. Um, And at at the very least, I'd say the majority of stuff falls into that gray area in the middle where it's maybe you have a point, but you need to consider the other point and try and meet in the middle, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than demanding one side yield to the other side. There's got to be a compromise somewhere in there. Everything is case by case. Yep. You're absolutely right. You're There's absolutely no such right. thing as a cookie cutter problem. Right. Maybe a cookie cutter stadium, but not a problem, <laughs> you know, or a cookie cutter in general. Mm. If you cut cookies. I want cookies. now. Uh, all right. Well, now I got to go to the store. Thank you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Right, all right. We should bring him to rehearsal tonight. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> what are you? What are you? My girlfriend? I know. <laughs> hey, we spend so much time together. You might as well be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna I spend more time with you on she's the links listen, than she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be she's gonna I can just picture the eye roll. Uh and and, and the, the thought process of process of violence. Where where is my knife? You know where is that katana? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm pretty good with a bow staff. <laughs> Oh, we're still doing the podcast, right? Uh, I guess we should stop now. Huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. You're not editing this, are you? No. You, you chop off the beginning and the end, and that's it. I, so, no, I'm yeah. not doing any of that. Yeah, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Remember, we're rated M for immature, and that's why we have the disclaimer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we got our, we got our stuff done, and uh, hope everybody enjoyed the, the, the brief conversation, which I think is uh, very much appreciated during the summer months as people want to uh, get out and uh, do stuff that they weren't able to do for a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, we won't take up any more of your time. Go outside uh, and dodge, dodge some cicadas. Yo, yeah, dodging cicadas watch, is... Watch out. 
That's the yeah. name of my upcoming autobiography. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What were you, hot dog and I was hot sausage or something like that? And then we were both egg, egg salad. salad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah that's I'm a, egg that's... and you're salad. Right. Yeah. That was a, a, a joke on the golf course last Friday, and nobody knows that except us. So, yeah. anyway, um, thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check us out online at osafoundation.org. Social media is facebook.com slash Foundation, Twitter and Instagram at Foundation. hashtag how you play the game. Contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. Sean, as always, thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to everybody in just a few short weeks. And until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osifoundation.org.